0: Hey, welcome back everyone to another real estate podcast. My name is and Reza from Century 21 Innovative Realty. And today I've got a special guest on the show, Mr. Cosme Reveredo from Equiton, who is a senior associate with the company. Thanks so much for coming on, man. Yeah, pleasure. It. It.
1: Pleasure to be here, man. I'm Thank happy you. to be here. It's Thank a nice you. sunny day. It's amazing, yeah. Uh, finally yeah. get some sun. It's been a tough weekend. But absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Nice Hopefully year. no
0: more snowstorms. <laughs> you know, every time saw. I say that, we end
1: up getting a snowstorm, so <laughs> 100%, 100%. I'm not going to say it. 100%. <laughs> we're, we're
0: in the mid-March, so yeah. I think one or two more is bound to come, but yeah. let's see, fingers yeah, crossed. Fingers crossed. crossed fingers right, crossed, right, crossed, man. Fair but thanks so much, man. Today's episode is going to be a special one because, you know, I get clients all the time asking me about investments into real estate. Yeah. And one of the common objections that I get from them is I don't have enough money for a down payment. I'm not getting a mortgage, I'm not qualifying, especially in these high rate environments. It's very, very common. So we'll talk about that, how Equiton is going to help serve those clients who aren't able to qualify. But before we do that, uh, tell us a bit about yourself, how you got started, even your real estate background, how you got into Equiton.
1: Yeah, I mean, just, you know, I come from a finance background. So out of um, university was really my first exposure to real estate. Uh, I was working at a hardware store actually part time um, and I was, you know, working with a colleague of mine. He was just telling me about his student rental portfolio, and nice. he was sort of living, you know, life on his terms. Uh, you would only work maybe a couple of days a week, and right. I think, th- thought to myself, <laughs> "Hey, how are you getting by like this?" Yeah. Um, and then he told me about his student rental portfolio, and me being a student at the time obviously piqued my interest. Um, you know, so I started, you know, just trying to dig into ways where I can invest into real estate at that young age. Yeah. Obviously, um, so you know, started with conventional real estate, right? Your typical, you know, investment and rent out rental, right? Rental properties, for example. Um, over time, though, and if I'm being honest, over the last few years, I've sort of transitioned more over to some of the private forms of investment, right? More passive forms. Of investment, um, so specifically land development offerings, uh, investing in land developments, as well as private lending, right? I'm sure you're familiar and your right. viewers are familiar with private lending. So I've been doing more of that. Uh, and if I'm being more honest, it's it's been more beneficial in the terms of yield, right? right? Like over the last few years, I've actually re- re- seen a higher yield. Going through some of those yeah. passive forms versus actually, you know, your traditional conventional right. real estate investing, right? So right, right. That's that's really where I am. I joined Equiton because I've been in this private investment space for the last four years now. Uh, obviously, Equiton is an emerging company. They've been doing fairly well. The, the company itself has grown considerably since the last time I spoke with them. Yeah. Uh, you know, they started in 2015. To this point, now they're over 150 employees, I believe. Oh, nice. Um, you know, and in, in terms of sort of the assets under management. Uh, you're nearing into almost a billion in assets under management. Yeah. So, yeah, they're on a very strong trajectory. Right, so, right,
0: yeah, and and it's funny because when I spoke to Jazz when we first started doing these podcasts, yeah, one of the very first guests or companies he asked me to invite on was Equiton, yeah. and and he kept pressing it, and and I wasn't familiar with the space yeah. because for me all I know was brick and mortar real estate, right? So sure. that's the traditional way of investing. Yeah. Um, until just a month ago, when he said you got to have them on. Yeah. And I said, okay, let's let's have him on. And this past week I did like a deep dive into to videos about Equiton. Sure. I, I saw, you know, one of your associates, Lawrence, uh, yep. who's the associate vice president there. I yeah, would like to call him the face of Equiton. The face of Equiton. <laughs> and 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 basically when I was hearing what he was saying, I'm like, like, how come I didn't come across this sooner?
1: Yeah. Right? And to be fair, Asin, you know, um this space wasn't largely available to the everyday investor yeah, correct. in yeah. the past. I mean, quite honestly, here in Ontario. <laughs> up until 2016, I would say, this space was only really available to you, sort of your high net worth top one percent right. investors, your institutional level investors, endowment right. funds, right, pension funds, yeah. right. So these are high level, you know, high net worth investors. Right. It wasn't uh, truly accessible or even available to the everyday investor. But since 2016, some of the rules changed yeah. within Ontario with respect to eligibility, right? right. Uh, and now that you know everyday investor can participate in, yeah. uh, participate in these investments. But to your point. It takes you know understanding and and the exposure to them absolutely to, to truly absolutely. understand and, and get involved right yeah. and that's really you know what you're doing which is great you know with, with, with this webcast and for your for your you know your network as well yeah once they actually get exposure to it then they'll understand sort of the benefits behind yeah it, right? and and
0: so. kind of what caught my eye was one of the videos I was watching with Lawrence where he said. You know, you can invest with just five thousand dollars. Yep. Which I was like, okay, that's clickbait. But when I <laughs> when I listened to it, I'm like, okay, no, you actually can do that. Yeah. So We'll talk about the investments needed, but yeah. talk a little bit about Equiton for those that are still unfamiliar with this with this idea. What is Equiton, and what do you guys do to help clients? Yeah,
1: that's a great question. To be honest, it's it's not immediately uh, you know it's not immediately well known to what exactly Equiton is right. or who they are and what sort of what they provide, right? Uh, and, it's, and it's a very common question that I get with my investors, right? So Equiton really at our core, I like to say, there's two things that we do at Equiton, right? First and foremost, at our core. We are real estate investors, right? As a firm, we were started by real estate investors for real estate investors, right? So at our core, we are real estate investors. Uh, But really the second part of that, or the second element to that is we are asset managers as well, right? So the first part where we are investors in real estate, we aggregate capital from different sources, and then we deploy that capital into assets, right? real estate assets. The second part of that being we are asset managers. We manage those assets. And we are truly involved in every element of the real estate life cycle from inception to the end, right? So right. We, uh, what I like to call Equiton and what we call Equiton, we are a fully integrated operation at Equiton, really. So yeah. we help investors, you know, build generational wealth through real estate passively. And right. I think that's really the key that, that 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 folks will get out of this because you mentioned to your point earlier there is a minimum investment of five thousand that right. you can, you know, you can jump in and get involved in one of these offerings for a very low, you know, relatively low yeah. uh, investment amount, right? Uh, to that point, you know, um, being that low, uh, you—if you look at the environment today, right—if anyone's looking to invest in in real estate, for example, what are some of your barriers, right? Right. Number one, you need a higher down payment, right. correct? Here in Toronto and, and maybe the GTA in general, Greater Golden, Greater Golden Horseshoe, etc. You know, you may need upwards of a hundred to two hundred thousand yeah. just to qualify to put a down payment on a property, right? Beyond that, let's just assume you get qualified. Um, will you be approved for a mortgage, right? right. That's the second element. Let's just assume you'll get ex- yeah. uh, accepted and approved for a mortgage. Will you be able to service that mortgage? Right. right? And you can recognize in times like this, and your viewers can recognize, obviously, in an environment where interest rates are now increasing, we are hopefully at the last stage of increases. But again, over the last 13 months, we've seen a significant, four, almost 400 basis point increase. right? Right? Can they service that mortgage? Yeah. right? And then finally, and, and I think more importantly, uh, an, it comes down to that property management. How many folks want to be a landlord and actively manage an investment property, right. right? The conversations that I have with a lot of my investors, it's just not an option for them. Whether or not you know, they just don't have the time or they just may not be skilled at it, right? right. Um, and, and really, you know, when it comes to real estate investors, and you might know a few of them in your own network, some of them just fail simply because they just can't actively properly manage the property. And then they sort of get deterred about just investing in real estate as a whole, right? So here at Equiton, we give them at least an option to participate in real estate. So there's really no reason to not participate because we've heard all of those reasons as well right. why we can't participate so we give you an option to participate and, and on top of that you get obviously your returns that can help you build your wealth
0: yeah right so and, and that, that's a great point because we were just talking off camera with another uh friend of mine just yeah. uh today was you know now with prices being so high in the gta yeah like uh, people have to get creative to Purchase a home. So what Absolutely. we're pushing a lot these days is the joint venture strategy, where you know two or three guys, and I, I have done this myself. You come together, you buy a property. But the problem with that is it works for a lot of people. Yeah. But there's still people out there that are not comfortable partnering up with someone they may not know, sure. or even someone they know. And when they do buy that property, you know the the land, being a landlord, it's not for everybody. Yeah. Right? And to be
1: honest, folks, you know, like even these folks that joint venture. Yeah. Their life will change over time as they evolve, exactly. different things, different exactly. priorities come yeah. to light. Will the priorities be the same with your joint venture partners? Right. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. Right. And so yeah. Again, a lot of things can get derailed in that. Absolutely. Form, right? Absolutely.
0: So. And so what, what I'm hearing is that Equiton allows someone who may be having these barriers to entry into the market, yeah. still gives an exposure to real estate. Yeah. But they don't have to do the everyday management of that real correct, estate. Correct. Is that, is that, that correct? that's exactly yeah? I think in a nutshell yeah. you you've actually summarized that very well. That's perfect, exactly perfect. What it is. So let's kind of dive into that and unpack mm. that specifically now. When I let's say I have ten thousand dollars I want to invest in. Yeah. I'm going to put it into a fund with Equiton. Yeah. What kind of funds do you guys have, yeah. and, and and what are the differences between the two? Sure. Funds so that's, that that's right a good operate.
1: question. And yeah. like we'll just take a step back, yep. right? Because let's talk about the two types of investments that yep. Equiton offers, right? So at Equiton, we offer two fundamental styles of investment. We've got what's called our funds, and then a direct investment into a land development offering. Okay. okay? With respect to our funds, you know, everyday investors such as yourself, myself can share in some of those benefits that come with you know traditional real estate ownership. So whether that's capital appreciation over time, right. whether that's you know equity uh in the in the in the investment through the pay down of mortgages. Or simply and probably probably the most important for a lot of folks, cash flow, right. consistent cash flow on a monthly basis. They can share into into each of those uh, you know benefits yeah. without obviously some of the drawdown drawbacks at least from owning right. investment properties or owning properties in general, right? So the way we structure our fund, we do have um, you know our, our real estate residential income fund, which is a minimum ten thousand, as you yeah. mentioned. Um, you know again. Folks in that fund will be sharing in and investing in a fractional ownership of 32 apartment buildings across now, largely across Ontario with two buildings out in Edmonton. Right. The fund consists of over 2,500 units. And again, uh, they will receive a consistent 6% annualized returns paid monthly in distributions, right? right? So that's your cash flowing element. But over time, the longer they spend in that fund, they will get an appreciation of their unit price over time, yeah. and they will recognize that appreciation when they go and you know liquidate their investment after five years, for right. example, and recognize that appreciation at the end. So the way we've sort of set up our funds here at Equiton, we wanted to mimic traditional real estate, okay. right? So you get that capital appreciation, you get the cash flowing over time, and of course, over time you will benefit from that drawdown on your lending or your mortgage, right. and and the bill and you obviously the increase in your equity over time. Right. So that's really you know from a from a fundamental standpoint, you know the really the science or the mechanics behind our funds. Yeah. With respect to the development offerings, it's typically you know reserved for more of the savvier investor, right? It's a higher down payment with respect to. Uh, with respect to our offerings at Equiton, it's a minimum $25,000 investment. Okay. Um, so, you know, typically a more savvy investor. But however, you it, it also represents the largest profit at Equiton in yeah. terms of our investment. You can earn up towards of an annualized return of 20% Right. Uh, now over a five-year or more period. So in in, in essence, essence, you could actually double your money in five years, right. essentially, right? So. Again, it's it's more of a riskier investment in terms of, you know, with respect to the difference between our funds and 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 the developments, yeah. but it also helps generate the highest profit, right? right? So, you know, I know you are being in the industry, you probably recognize that, you know, from a pre-construction standpoint, we always like to pitch, you know, pre-construction, you know, get into the VIP phase, for yeah, example, yeah. and you're first person in uh, and, you, you know, take advantage of being right. one of the first people in the door. Um, and that's not entirely true, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, ultimately, if you're investing in the land development, you truly are one of the first people yeah. in the door on right. an investment. You are sharing in the equity ownership right. and the profits of that development offering. And your exit plan as an investor is to sell to right. those, you know, uh, end users or pre-construction, or, you know, pre-construction mm-hmm. buyers. So right. you are truly the first. First person right. in the door right. in one of those investments,
0: right? No, and that's that's really cool because that's the misconception that we always face is that, yeah, yeah you know, you're buying that that first unit when yeah. that phase releases, but really, you might be one or two units or sorry, yeah. one or two phases behind. Exactly, right? so, exactly. And before that, there is a whole land development deal that Equiton yeah. serves that can serve you uh, yeah. as an investment as well. So with the land equity, just just so I understand and my audience understands, yeah. it's basically a real. Development. So it's like a condo development yep. or a housing development yep. that people like myself are going to invest $25,000, 50000 sure. And that's going to go towards that development. So, can you give like an actual example yeah, so, of this pr- process? So, right now,
1: we are building a mid rise condominium in Toronto's East End by okay. the Scarborough Bluffs. Okay. Yep. So, you, uh, it's important to know where we have our funds, there are a fund style investment you know, they're a little more diversified, right? right? Where you can, you know, invest in a diverse and a fractional ownership across different assets. Yeah. So wh- whether it's our residential fund and you're investing in a fractional ownership of 32 buildings across Canada, largely Ontario, of course, and of, of course our income and development fund, which is, you know, you're investing in a fractional ownership of different asset types within real estate. The development project is very different in the sense that you are investing directly into one development project at right. a specific time in a specific location, yes. right? Okay. So with respect to our development project on the go right now, we do have a project, a Midrise Condominium, 12 stories, in the east end of Toronto by the Scarborough Bluffs. Will actually, the top four floors of the building will actually have some unobstructed views rather of the Scarborough Bluffs. Wow. So if you Great. recognize Scarborough Bluffs, the area, yeah. um, is very scenic area, yeah, of I course. I scored a lot when I was young. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> so you get that like you get that yeah. lakefront living, right? Right. Without right. having to pay that downtown yeah. condo yeah. lakefront prices, right? right Which right. you'll recognize, yeah, right? Yeah. So absolutely. Um that's sort of the you know the the project that we have on the go yeah. right now. It is a project that's again being done entirely in-house through yeah. Equiton. It's a fully integrated operation. Uh, and as you you know sort of referred to an investor was coming in will be effectively investing into an equity portion right. on that development and their profits will be driven of course by you know an exit strategy that yeah. is to sell the units at you know whatever phase our sales phase and selling those units the profit that they generate the spread between the sale price and obviously the, yeah. the cost to manufacture right. the unit is sort of what the our investors will share
0: in. got it yeah. and then talk a little bit about Number one, the returns on that. And yeah. number two, what is the time frame that that money is going to be in the investment? Can I pull that money out? Yeah. Or does it have to stay for a certain number Very of years? Very good
1: question. With our development projects, once you hand, hand us the money today, unfortunately, you will have to tie up that money for the entirety of the project. Okay. Right? So we are projecting a time horizon on this project between five and a half years. Right. Right. So at the end of the five year, five and a half years, rather, when the project is completed, when the keys are handed over to the end user, that's when our our investors will typically recognize their profits. So the return of their capital, press their profits. Right. With respect to returns, our base, uh, you know, our base case scenario projects that we will return between a 20 percent annualized return on the project. Right. So the way I like to sort of position it for folks, is. Over that five year or five and a half year time horizon, you're essentially doubling your money in that period. Right. Right. So you start with a hundred thousand. Over that five year period, you're likely walking away with two hundred thousand. Right. So but again, you it's it consists of a different risk profile. Yeah. So as long as the investor is confident and comfortable with that risk profile. Yeah. Uh, which is why I sort of alluded to being more for a sophisticated level of investor. Right. But if you even look at it and you, you take away and strip away the layers on it, yeah. you, know, you would know better than I would, of course, when you invest in a pre-construction con- condominium, for example, right now, You're paying more than twenty five thousand up until occupancy. Absolutely, that's fair to say, correct? Um, So if you were to, you know, sort of take that out of the out of the equation, and you can only invest maybe twenty five to fifty thousand, and not have to worry about going to occupancy and closing on a mortgage at that occupancy stage, and still generating a profit, it may be a different viable alternative. Yeah to actually owning a pre-construction unit, right? So
0: yeah. that's no, sort of one way to sort of spin it and look at it, right? Yeah, so, and it, it seems completely hands-off. It's which, entirely hands-off. Which, which I like a lot. And I yeah. think, you know, along with people that own real estate, like, it's not a bad idea to diversify yeah. and maybe mix and match a little bit. So you can still own brick-and-mortar real estate, but yeah. having a... Equiton partner, an investment fund where you can actually, like you said, double your money. Yeah. Um, yes, you have to keep it for five or six years, but those returns at the end of five or six years yeah. will definitely amount to something that maybe when you get that money back, now you can actually buy more real estate. With Potentially that, with that a strategy, perspective. right? And to, to
1: your po- yeah. earlier point, um, this doesn't necessarily have to be a one or the other scenario, right? right? Yeah. Like I find a lot of our investors right now at Equiton they view this as a complementary piece to their portfolio, yeah, right? Exactly. Where they can actually diversify themselves right. across the board. Right. Right. It doesn't necessarily need to be, well, I can only invest in one or the for other. For sure. For sure. This is a complementary. I mean, yeah. th- it's considered an alternative investment, yeah. right? An alternative investment in real estate. It's effectively a complementary piece. And the one thing that we haven't even touched on, which I'm sure we will eventually, um, the folks get an opportunity to leverage their registered funds when they invest right. into th- right. th- these offerings. Yeah. And, um, you know, a lot of my investors, they don't have uh, really an idea sometimes of what to do yeah. with some of the registered funds. Got it. What if when so they if they had the opportunity to actually leverage some of those registered funds, right. you know, they're they're throwing their hands up in the air in celebration, right? Right.
0: So so, so what you're saying is now we can use our RSPs, RESPs, yeah. and actually invest into these funds. Yeah. Whereas if you invest it with the bank, yeah. you may not get the best interest, yeah. but with Equiton or a firm like yours, yeah. you know, you may be able to make a lot more. So how does one activate the RSPs and bring it to Equiton and RESPs as well, right? You said. Uh, So every
1: registered fund under the sun, with the exception of the registered disability plan, we cannot touch that one uh, for, for different reasons, of course. Uh, But actually to your, you know, maybe let's take a step back. You mentioned public versus private. Yes, we didn't necessarily touch on that. So, you know, in the public market, um, you'll recognize, you know, investing in a public market, if you were if were investing in the public market last year, you've likely seen a lot of volatility, right? Yeah. Uh, myself included, a right. lot of volatility in my holdings last year. In right. fact, you know, I, I, my portfolio was down almost 20% last right. year, right? Yeah. Invested in the public markets. And it's not that I'm investing in, you know, anything, you know, out of the ordinary. I'm investing in blue chip companies that still suffered yeah. through a lot of, you know, volatility last year. And simply because the public market is largely driven you know, by largely driven by emotions. Right. That's fair to say. Right. right. So whereas our private market, which is where Aquaton, you know, obviously plays in within, um, we are, you know, largely driven by the fundamentals of the asset class within our portfolio. Right? right. So this, in this case being real estate, right. So we don't suffer from a lot of that volatility. In fact, in our last year at Equiton, we had one of the best years in our fund. We we provided one of our highest returns in our fund, simply because again, we weren't necessarily affected or impacted by some of that volatility. So back to your point, to circle back to the registered funds, if someone's investing in in a traditional mutual fund, for example, um, they've likely seen their portfolio take quite a bit of hit, or just not increase in any value, or appreciate in any value. Right. right. So, how do they get some of that and put some of that to use, so that they can diversify their overall portfolio while still being included or invested into a real estate, uh, into an asset class rather, such as real estate, which they understand, may have a passion for, and really want to be involved in, but maybe just don't have that upfront capital that we spoke about earlier. Right to actually invest in real estate, right? right. So right. that that's a good alternative option and a complimentary piece to investing
0: in real estate. Right, and just to follow up on that. So, you know, when I promote real estate investments to my clients, yeah. you know, one of the main objections that I, I get from them is, um, you know, I can't afford it or, you know, I won't qualify, which we talked about. Yeah. But you know, when you when you peel back to lawyers, when you ask them, you know, the actual core objection, what is it? Their real fear is, you know, what if I lose my money? Sure. And that's what it comes down to. So with your firm, Equiton, you know, if someone has an objection, what are you telling the clients that, look, these are the risks involved, but this is what we do to mitigate those risks. How do you secure or safeguard that investment for the client so they feel comfortable moving forward?
1: Yeah. So, you know, one of the largest risks when it comes to these private investments is liquidity. Okay. Right. Uh, and to that point, like i at add Equiton, our investment funds, we require, a, typically it requires a soft five-year holding period. Right? right. Okay. For a couple of reasons. One, it's real estate. Um, we don't view real estate as a short-term investment at Equiton. And, yeah. and quite frankly, no one should view real estate yeah. as a short-term Correct. investment. Yeah. Right. And, and uh, it takes time to put that money to use. Right. So at Equiton, we like to sometimes say that we value your time more than the money itself. So there is a soft five-year holding period. Um, It's soft in the sense that if you absolutely needed your money, and there's an an emergency, we will honor some of those redemptions. They're subject to obviously some early redemption penalties, but we do uh, at least upfront, let folks know this is the case, right? And really when it comes to, You know, liquidity, that's really the biggest risk, I would say, in terms of some of these private investments. You have to understand that sometimes, especially in a development offering, um, your money is tied up for a certain period. You have to be comfortable with that e-liquidity, okay? Now, beyond that, in terms of the assets or underlying assets that roll into the fund, um, for an apartment fund, for example, to lose its valuation, something would have to happen uh, catastrophically across the board to 32 different apartment buildings for it to lose its value, right? Right. So, you know, intuitively, it's hard to describe what would necessarily happen. Maybe an act of God of some sense where the value of that fund would really, really crater, right? Uh, But beyond that, you know, we do give our investors comfort in the sense from a governance and and a transparency standpoint, we do provide them with quarterly reports that are audited. So we provide audited financial statements right. from an external auditor so that they can review, you know, yeah. some of the high level uh, and right. even to, into the nitty gritty about right. our funds to ensure yeah. that, you know, there is some support behind it. We are using the money for what we intend to use it Correct. for and we're not obviously being yeah. malicious with it. Right. So there are some safeguards in for place sure. for that in that sense. Yes. For
0: sure. And just just to kind of um, follow up on, on your previous point about the economy, how it's being how it's volatile. With real estate and interest rates right now, obviously there's a lot of volatility with with that at the moment. So, how has Equiton sort of hedged that? And even with inflation, yeah. how is this investment you know hedging inflation? And how are you guys you know still performing with the yeah. returns despite values going down?
1: Yeah. So, the value of our real estate in terms of our residential multifamily right. real estate is valued very differently than obviously single family. Okay. Right? Yeah. So if I look at single family real estate, listen. If 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 I was to tell you I need to sell my home. Uh, What's the first thing you as an agent would do or, or suggest I would do?
0: Well, doing evaluation. Uh, of the, you look the for comparables, comps, right? Yeah.
1: comparables, yeah. right? Um, very different when it comes to like. So let's let's play on that point. Right. You look at compa- comparables in the area. Yeah. You look at what you know, maybe a home in my area would or a home of my you know similar to mine would have sold in the last three right. months, six months, et cetera. And then you would come up with your pricing mm. or valuation, right? Very different in the multifamily space, okay. right? Multifamily is really driven by, uh, by it's really driven as a business, right? right. It's driven by that net operating income that those buildings generate right? right so last year even though you know we were going through some of that volatility in the market that you that you sort of alluded to um that only helped us and the reason being okay. as unaffordability or affordability became more of a challenge and it became more and more unaffordable for folks to just enter the real estate market. Forget from an investment perspective, just to purchase a home. Right. What did they ultimately have to do? If they couldn't buy a home, what did they end up doing? Right. They would end up renting, right yeah. So from a rental standpoint, our rental revenues were actually, you know, ended up having its best year, right? right? Because the rental market was on fire and probably still is on still fire is, to, yeah. the, to this point, right? Yeah. So uh, indirectly or directly, we sort of benefited from that, you know, softening in the purchasing of real estate. In the rental market, right? right. So um, so from that standpoint, we sort of you know, withstood some of the volatility that we saw last year. Yeah. But even beyond that, as we go and re- acquire a new property here at Equiton, we go in with a mandate of purchasing it for the long term, right. and we go in with a mandate of purchasing on a 10-year fixed-rate okay. mortgage. So if you know and you can go in and purchase a fixed-rate mortgage and, and you understand what your costs are from a month to month, year to year standpoint, yeah. it's easy to go ahead and project in terms of what you can provide from a risk-adjusted uh, return to right. your investors, right? right. So right. you sort of head yourself that way
0: as well. Got it. Right? So, that's that's really interesting. So despite the volatility, yeah. rent scoring up, you've actually been able to yeah, perform. and the rents and the yeah. properties
1: of the, and the, and and the and value the of the properties yeah. has gone up, right? And then to yeah. that point, like we get our properties externally appraised by CBRE, right. which you'll recognize yeah. one of the largest commercial brokerages Correct. in the world, right? Yeah. Um, they go ahead and they do an external appraisal on a yeah. yearly basis, as well as a quarterly desk appraisal right. to truly, you know, ensure that our value of our fund yeah. is truly reflective of the underlying assets in right. the fund, right? So, right. and again, the values have been going up over time right. to the point where, you know, 2022 was our best calendar year. Wow,
0: okay. Yeah. Now, if, if someone approaches you guys and wants to invest, you know, a certain sum of money. Mm -hmm. What's your first, I guess, steps with them? Do you sit down with them? Do you evaluate their current assets? How do you make sure that you don't overexpose them, over leverage them so that they're not putting all their eggs in one basket? How does that process work?
1: It's a very good question. So we are... We do go through what's called the qualification process. It's yep. it's, it's an eligibility and suitability process. Okay. okay, so we are governed by the Ontario Securities Commission, right. right? Myself as a dealing representative, I am licensed with the Ontario Securities right. Commission. This is effectively a security, right? Um, in order to participate in these investments, there is criteria, Got as it. you sort of alluded yeah. to. There is the eligibility criteria, and there's a the suitability criteria. So, right. so from an eligibility standpoint, quite honestly, anybody can invest. There okay. is a cri- there is a bucket that each individual can invest. Right. And given that our minimum is 5,000 for one of our funds, right. it is approachable to everyone, okay? From a suitability standpoint to your second point there, we do have to evaluate an individual's personal situation, right? So the first thing that I do when any investor comes to me at Equiton, I want to understand their why. Right. Why are you investing in, in why are you investing in passive investments for one? Why are you looking to invest in, in, in Equiton? Why do you like real estate, yeah. ex- et cetera, et cetera? then i get an understanding of their their situation are they married do they have children how close are they to retirement right. like you know what age group are they yeah. how how strong is their income where do their net financial assets sort of you know fit uh, what is their financial picture overall right, right. Uh, and understanding where they are invested currently right so if they've heavily concentrated themselves in the public markets for example then there's you know an opportunity yeah. to sort of diversify themselves around are some of our private investments. Right. Now if they were heavily concentrated in private investments right. then it's another question entirely right. and we sort of have to understand whether or not adding more private investments yeah. makes sense for them, okay. right? But if you you know if an individual was to come to me us and say you know, I'm a non-eligible investor as one of the criteria from eligibility right. standpoint, but I still have ten thousand. I want to invest my whole ten thousand. If that's all the ten thousand they have to their name, of course, yeah. I will turn them away. Right? right. It's just, okay. It's just not prudent investing, right. and it's not even ethical from that standpoint. Right, right. right. So,
0: so that that actually is very comforting to know because yeah. now there is credibility. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We know that. Uh, the firm is going to watch over you and make sure that you don't over leverage yourselves. Yeah. And And even
1: beyond that point, sorry to cut you off, but even beyond that point, for anyone that does invest with Equiton, I am now your dedicated investment
0: advisor, right? So if
1: you need to call me at any time and any day, yeah, uh, hopefully not anytime. But if you need to call me any day, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you have my personal number in yeah. your in your phone book in your in your contact list. Right. At least you can reach out to me, and I will handle your situation because I understand yeah. your situation. Yeah. I was the one that onboarded you. Perfect. I recognize your pit your yeah. financial picture, your objectives and in your, in your goals, etc. Yeah. Whereas you know, if you were to invest in one of these public offerings, yeah. or even just investing through a bank, for example, yeah. who are you calling on the right, weekend? Right. Maybe a call center. Right. Yeah. You might be calling Daniel from Columbia for
0: right all I know, yeah, Right. So. Yeah. We, we don't know, right? So yeah. at
1: the very least, it's a personal banking relationship is yeah. sort of what I like to, right. to compare it to. And you're my dedica- I'm your dedicated rep, rather, right. on all, all things Equiton, basically.
0: And that was exactly my next question was yeah. that the dif- difference between the public and private yeah. is when it comes to private, you guys are more engaged with the client on a one-on-one sure. basis. Yeah. So that adds a level of comfort to myself and my investors because yeah. we, we know we're speaking to you yeah. directly when it comes to our investment. We yeah. have any questions. Of course, we won't call you on a Sunday morning, but well, if D&B, uh, we will. maybe after F1,
1: you can call me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to get through my race and then you can call me after. Sounds good. Sounds good.
0: So you talked about the minimum investment for $10,000. Yeah. Now from my understanding, there's also one for yeah. 5000 Correct. The returns yeah. are going to be different, but talk about that fund as well.
1: So interestingly enough, Essen, the returns on that fund is actually larger than the returns, uh, targeted returns, I yeah. should say, on that fund are larger than the targeted returns on our residential income fund. Got it. Fund. Okay. So the residential income fund, we Target between 8 to 12%.
0: Annualized. And that's the $10,000. That's a 10000 okay.
1: minimum. We target 8 to 12% annualized yeah. return. Now, 6% of that gets paid out okay. on a yearly basis in the form of monthly distributions. Right. It works very similar in our income and development fund right. in the sense that. We're targeting a return of 12 to 16% in wow. this fund. Okay. However, again, you're still getting that six percent annualized payment, yeah. paid in monthly distributions. Okay. The difference with this second fund is where the income producing sources are coming right. from. Right. Okay? okay. Whereas the first residential fund, it's it's essentially a private real estate investment trust, right? A REIT. Right. Your income is being generated by the rental revenue that that obviously a lot of the tenants yeah. are going to pay in the fund, okay. as well as that capital appreciation over time, et cetera. In the income and development fund. Fund, your income sources are coming from three different places. Right. One being an investment in a commercial plaza. Yeah. Okay, The second being private lending. So private lending is effectively, Equiton is playing the role of a bank. Right. They are lending money to borrowers of capital. Those borrowers of capital are now paying an interest rate. That interest uh, payment is going down to, or pushed down to our investors. Right. right. And the final piece of that fund, and if I'm being honest, the most significant piece of that fund, is the completion of development projects, okay? okay? So we anticipate over a 10 year period, we will likely finish between three and four development projects in that fund. Yeah. And as those development projects finish us in, you will see a, a huge special distribution from those development projects. Right. And that will really drive that 12 to 16% right. return, Okay. right? Which is why in that fund, if I'm being very honest, uh, we, rec- we would essentially, or I would uh, suggest or coach my investors that, it's the time that you spend in that fund that that yeah. really will you know dictate your experience right. in that investment right right because the more time you spend in that fund the more you will benefit from those special distributions over time. And that fund may just outpace or outperform our residential fund.
0: Amazing, that's amazing. And the cash flow that we're receiving, can you redeploy that into the investment or does that still come back to us? So you can
1: do one of two things. You can either take that cash flow in in cash, right? On a monthly basis or distribution, or you can reinvest it into the plan as uh, as part of our our distribution reinvestment plan. To, and help compound growth over time nice. and then take that money out whenever yeah. you so choose in fact most of our investors that are choosing to go the route of registered funds yeah. it doesn't necessarily make sense for them to take it as cash right, right? right. so they reinvest it they and compound their yeah. growth and then of course you know they right. see a higher return over
0: time right? yeah so. now how does these investments how do they impact? your taxes. When yeah, it comes that's a to great question. Tax. The tax question, yeah, So how do you good. address that with Equiton? Of
1: course, very good question when it comes yeah. to tax. So our residential income fund trust, so the, the first uh, investment fund that we were talking yeah. about with a minimum of 10,000, it's actually, tax is one of the most efficient tax vehicles okay that I know of at yeah. least, right? So it's all of the distributions in that fund is treated as what's considered 100% return of capital right. for CRA purposes, okay? Got it, okay. Yeah, revenue agency purposes. Yeah. So what that really means, Essendon, everything that you earn from a distribution in the year that you've earned it, yeah. you don't pay tax in the year that you've earned. Okay. okay, you're effectively deferring that tax right. to the period when you actually go and exit the fund, right? liquidate your position, okay. and that's when you trigger a taxable event, okay? okay? So let's just assume you exit the fund in five years, yeah. all the distributions you've earned from that point, plus whatever profit you've earned at that right. point, uh, on the appreciation rather, all of that gets taxed. And even at that point, it gets taxed at a 50% capital gains tax okay. rate. So it doesn't get included as 100% income. Yeah. So this fund was really set up and and organized to really uh, be a tax efficient you know, deferral mechanism and a tax efficient planning mechanism for a lot of real estate investors. Because again, as a real estate investor, or even just as as a general, you know, everyday investor, um, there's a lot of tax planning that goes into some of their lives, right? So a lot of this tax planning comes down to an individual level decision making, of course, but it's nice to know that you at least have some of that, you know, tax savings mechanisms in place. Uh, if you want to leverage the
0: Middle East right so just to kind of clarify there, yeah. um, if you have an investment property and you 're getting a rent on a monthly basis yeah let's just say a thousand bucks a month hypothetically yeah. at the end of the year you're going to pay Tax on that full hundred percent, income. but yeah. whereas with Equiton, with the investments or with the the uh, returns you're getting, yeah. um, it's going to be capital gains, so only fifty percent at, at
1: the end. whereas you year over year, you're yeah. not paying any tax. God, so it's
0: it. deferred year over year at yeah. the end when you liquidate the asset, or the the, the money. That return will be taxed but only on capital, gains, capital gains tax which rates. is another great benefit
1: i mean i don't know about yeah. us but the more money i can keep in my pocket the better for me of course yeah, and for, better for your viewers i'm sure right absolutely
0: so. so i mean this is amazing this is yeah. such a great alternative to investing when it comes to real estate yeah and i know i'm going to get probably the most phone calls after <laughs> this episode because people are going to be asking me like tell me more about this absolutely. and we'll, we'll have your information as well yeah um but was there anything that you wanted to address aside from Equiton, like what else are you guys doing? What's coming up in the future?
1: Yeah, really what we're excited about right now is, again, our in-house in development project. Right. Um, you know, we are truly excited about it. Um, you know, there are other funds that, yeah. uh, you know, start not funds, there are other firms. Yeah. That, that sort of do what we do in terms of you know bringing on investors yeah. in terms of you know investing on land development and sharing right. profits with them, uh, but they typically work in, in a structure where the, you know they're the financier yeah and they're partnering with a developer right yeah and then together they're sort of executing on that project right here at Equiton with our development project we're excited about it because we're essentially doing both in house right we are the capital raise provider so right. folks like me and and my colleagues as yeah. part of the capital raise team. We're partnering with our developer, which is in-house development team, right? And we're building out this project. So what that really means is from an investor standpoint, there's some synergies uh, that can come into play, obviously, through the investment cycle, right? The development cycle, as you know it's 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 a long it can be a long and arduous process yeah. especially here in ontario sometimes right? right wherever you can sort of build out some efficiencies and and right. then just push those efficiencies down yeah. to the investor nice um ultimately the investor is benefiting right, right. so right. that's why we're really excited about it um it is our first standalone project yeah. as I, as i mentioned to you at equiton it's in a right. great area right uh in the east end of scarborough as you as you know well <laughs> um yeah we're excited about that project awesome. and of course our funds yeah. Uh, we're, we're ultimately still performing well in our, in our, in our flagship yeah. fund, the residential fund. Nice. Uh, we are getting close to that billion dollar mark wow. in terms okay. of assets under management. Yeah. Um, and again, our investors have been really truly happy about yeah. their consistent returns. Right. right? Uh, it makes like 6% a year. Austin, may yeah. not sound like, you know, the most, you know, exciting return yeah. in the world. It's yeah. not, we know, we don't over promise and under deliver right, here at right, Equiton, right, right. but it's that consistency that Absolutely. we haven't missed yeah. uh, a return in over 80 months right yeah. now. Right. Yeah. So it's that consistency that our yeah. investors have grown to, to accept and, and, and count on really, right. right so that's what we're truly excited about Equiton yeah. we're a growing company as I mentioned right. uh, off air and I think maybe uh, maybe even on air I don't recall yeah. uh, we are out in Toronto now in the downtown core right. I'm, I'm part of the downtown Toronto team our team was you know our home office or head office is out in Burlington okay. um, so we are growing nice. uh, of course as a team and as an organization so it's an exciting time to be yeah. on board with Equiton basically
0: yeah no and, and I agree with you slow and steady returns is the best way to go absolutely anytime you see 30% returns it's not a good sign Yeah, you know there's no easy money out there look so. if you want some of those
1: yeah. you know Crazy returns. Yeah. Maybe you want to invest in, in a cryptocurrency. Yeah. I'm not suggesting you <laughs> do, of course. Disclaimer <laughs> yeah. I'm not suggesting you do, but of course, right. m- if you're looking for the casino money, yeah, yeah. this isn't the fun for
0: I'll you. I'll stick with you. the Equiton and, yeah, and stick and with keep traditional, it safe. slow, yeah. Yeah. consistent. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what you're
1: looking for. Then you're yeah. coming our
0: way. So, just to wrap up our conversation, sure. can we just recap real quickly the three funds you talked about the amount you need? Yep. The, Returns. Sure. And just quickly what they were called. Yep, for yeah.
1: sure. So our first fund, our flagship fund, yep. residential income fund. So right. it's called the Residential Income Fund Trust. Okay. I'm, to give you the legal name. Yep. I like to call it the residential income fund. It's effectively a private real estate investment trust. Right. Okay. Um your your returns are generated by the monthly. Uh, rental revenue that the investors are paying on on those units of course um sorry not investors the tenants are the tenants, paying on those yeah. units as well as the appreciation of those buildings over time right. that's all being pushed down to the investors the targeted return on that fund is between 12 and uh, sorry 8 to 12% right. okay it's a minimum $10,000 investment right. and you can leverage the use of registered funds as we spoke about it's also one of the most tax efficient vehicles uh in terms of our investment offerings at Equiton all returns or distributions are treated as a 100% return of capital, right? So that's just a good tax deferral mechanism, for yeah. example, that we spoke about. Um, that sort of sums up the Residential Income Fund Trust. We have the Income and Development Fund, okay? Um, we can call it maybe more of a balanced fund because it yeah. gives you exposure to different asset types within real estate. So your commercial real estate, private lending, as well as development projects. That fund targets between a 12 and 16% annualized right. return. Again, registered fund eligible as well. And then finally, our standalone development projects. You're investing, it's not a fund, you're investing in a specific development at a specific time in a specific location. Uh, Typically, tends to be our longest in terms of time horizon, right? Can be anywhere from five plus years. Uh, your money is locked in for those full time or duration until right. the end of, of the project, but also represents the highest return yeah. in terms of all of our offerings here at Equiton. It's a 20% annualized targeted nice. return. Nice. That's Great and again, you can use registered funds as well.
0: Awesome. Perfect recap there, right there. There's there. your recap. That's a good recap. At a very high level. There you go. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So before we end this, uh, we're going to flip the script a little bit. Okay. And ask you some fun questions. <laughs> okay. Non-business related. <laughs> sure. Uh, as Nick knows, our camera guy. Um, and I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. Uh, feel okay. free to share your stories. Sure. First question I have is, uh, what's your favorite place to travel?
1: Favorite place to travel? Yeah. Uh, you know, this might be a boring answer, to be honest. Austin, yeah. I, I like to, you look. Everyone from time to time should and probably enjoys going and sitting on a beach somewhere, right. having a you know tropical drink, whatever it is. And, and I'm not beyond that. I, I enjoy that from time to <laughs> yeah. time as well. But if I'm being very honest, I enjoy going back to some of my some of the places that I used to call home, right? Nice. So I grew up nice. in the Middle East. I was born in Bahrain, okay, okay. Uh, I enjoy going back to Bahrain.
0: Oh, nice. okay.
1: Nice. Um I'm from India. My family's from India. Yeah, we are from a coastal state in India by the name right. of Goa. Okay, nice. I enjoy going to Goa. Yeah. This, these well, are Goa places. Nice. Yeah. Absolutely, I mean, I'm always a little biased. Yeah. It's just one of the best places yeah. in India if I'm yeah. being, but well, I'm biased. But I'm being honest. I yeah, think yeah. I think it's the best place. Yeah. Uh, I enjoy going to some of these places I used to call home. Right. Um. So. That would probably be the best place I would like to. to, to I typically travel, and yeah. I typically go once every two years anyway. Nice. Uh, beyond that, again, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, open to going anywhere in yeah. the world. It was a little yeah. difficult, obviously, to do that right.
0: the with the yeah. pandemic yeah.
1: Uh, in the last few years. But uh, you know, I'm open to anything. I'm yeah. open to any adventure,
0: really. Yeah, man. Like I, I'm, I'm the same way because I, I love going back home to my home country, yeah. Pakistan, and yeah. I'm from Karachi,
1: of course. Yeah.
0: And uh, my wife is from there as well. And so great food in, in oh, in Pakistan, food so. is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and the weather in, in the north. November, December time. Trim. Yeah. Like it's just fantastic. So that, yeah, and I love going I think it's important back back that we don't forget where we're from. Absolutely. Right? I mean, yeah. look, both yeah. of us
1: have made a good living yeah. here in Canada. We enjoy living in Canada. Can- yeah. Canada has provided us with a lot. Right. But it's also nice to go home sometimes.
0: Absolutely. Right? So. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, I, and I take my kids there as well. So yeah. so they, they get to see you know yeah, uh, the country as well. So that's, that's a great answer. I yeah. uh, mm-hmm. like that a lot. Second question I have is, what's your favorite TV show or a movie that you watch over and over again?
1: A TV show <laughs> or movie? So movie, uh, I'd say my favorite movie of all time, and I find myself watching this from time to time, is The Shawshank Redemption. Oh, okay. So I'm not that's sure if you've one, seen man. that that's, one. That, that's um, a classic. Yeah. That's, that's my all-time <laughs> favorite, yeah. uh, if I'm being honest. Uh, I TV love that movie. shows. Um, I haven't had. it. I don't watch a lot of TV right now. My all-time favorite shows would likely have been The Sopranos. Okay. Um, again, it's it's been it's been completed now yeah. for years, but it, it was likely the the best show that I've. That's
0: watched. That's an answer we, we get a lot from our guests. Yeah, Sopranos. I yeah. haven't watched it, which okay. is okay. Yeah, I know.
1: <laughs> you know, it's it's just the the level of acting yeah. and and um, James Gandolfini, who's not, no longer with yeah. us. He passed away, but yeah. um, the kind of actor and, and then right. sort of how he resonated on the screen is probably. Yeah probably second to none. Wow. So it's, okay. it's, you know, if you like the story right. behind it yeah. and if you like actors nice. and sort of the cinematic uh, experience behind nice. it, I think it's one of the better okay. shows that goes with the Shawshank as well. That's yeah. one of the better That's movies. That's a classic movie. I classic classic movie.
0: Yeah. 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 And what's the best piece of advice you've gotten that still resonates with you still today? Oh boy.
1: So I mentioned I used to work in finance. One yeah. of my old mentors in finance actually told me years ago, you know, you don't always have to be the most educated person in the room. Right. But there's no excuse for being for not being the most informed. Wow! Right, okay. uh, and ultimately, if you look at it now, and we've got yeah. these things here at our, yeah. at our fingertips, <laughs> they provide a whole lot of information. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, there is no excuse for being informed. Right, especially given our industry. Right, we're right. in real estate. You're helping, however many clients per day. Right, if you're not informed on the market. Right. Uh, there's really no excuse for it. Right? right. And that goes for anyone in any line of work, I think at least. right. So that, that, that sort of resonated with me yeah. and it sort of stuck with
0: That's me. Fantastic. Yeah. That's fantastic. That's yeah. fantastic. Way to wrap up that episode. Yeah. Thanks so much for your wisdom and advice. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, um, we'd love to have you on. I'm sure we're going to have a lot of questions for this. So you yeah, and I absolutely. will be in touch. Yeah, if you enjoyed this episode, please like, share and subscribe to the channel. Yeah. And we'll have the information from Kazmi below and Equiton's information as well. Yeah. Be sure to reach out and we'll see you at the next episode. Thank yeah. you guys. Have a great day. Thank you.